Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Coming up on 5-Minute News. Fraud claims aimed in part at keeping Trump base loyal. Biden seeks to move quickly and build out his administration. And US becomes first nation to cross 10 million COVID-19 cases. It's Monday, November 9. I'm Anthony Davis. The Trump campaign's strategy to file a barrage of lawsuits challenging President-elect Joe Biden's win is more about providing President Donald Trump with an off-ramp for a loss he can't quite grasp and less about changing the election's outcome, according to senior officials, campaign aides and allies who spoke to the Associated Press who broke the news of Biden's win. Trump has promised legal action in the coming days as he refused to concede his loss to Biden, making an aggressive pitch for donors to help finance any court fight. Trump and his campaign have levelled accusations of large-scale voter fraud in Pennsylvania and other states that broke for Biden, so far without proof. But proof isn't really the point, said the people. The news agency spoke with 10 Trump senior officials, campaign aides and allies who were not authorised to discuss the subject publicly and spoke on condition of anonymity. Trump aides and allies also acknowledged privately the legal fights would, at best, forestall the inevitable, and some had deep reservations about the president's attempts to undermine faith in the vote. But they said Trump and a core group of allies were aiming to keep his loyal base of supporters on his side, even in defeat. There has never been a presidential election in memory where such widespread conspiratorial fraud was alleged. Moments after the AP called the race for Biden, Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani stood in front of campaign banners taped over the garage door of the Four Seasons Landscaping Company in Philadelphia, wedged near a cremation centre and an adult bookstore called Fantasy Island, with a handful of poll watchers and declared they'd been kept too far away to check for any inaccuracies. Something fishy was going on, he said. We have no way of knowing because we've been deprived of the right to inspect ballots, he claimed. He said he'd be filing suit in federal court, but the issue has already been before judges. A federal judge in Philadelphia on Thursday night ordered the two sides to work out an agreement on the number of poll watchers and how close they could be to the counting. Top election officials in the battleground state of Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania and Nevada, both Republican and Democrat, have all said they see no widespread voting irregularities, no major instances of fraud or illegal activity. As votes continue to be counted, Joe Biden's lead in many of these states continues to widen. 
President-elect Joe Biden signalled on Sunday he plans to move quickly to build out his government, focusing first on the raging pandemic that will likely dominate the early days of his administration. Biden named a former Surgeon General, Dr Vivek Murthy, and a former Food and Drug Administration Commissioner, David Kessler, as co-chairs of a coronavirus working group set to get started, with other members expected to be announced today. Transition team officials also said that this week Biden will launch his agency review teams, the group of transition staffers that have access to key agencies in the current administration to ease the transfer of power. It was reported yesterday that a Trump administration appointee is refusing to sign a letter allowing President-elect Joe Biden's transition team to formally begin its work this week, in another sign the incumbent president has not acknowledged Biden's victory and could disrupt the peaceful transfer of power. The administrator of the General Services Administration, the low-profile agency in charge of federal buildings, has a little-known role when a new president is elected to sign paperwork, officially turning over millions of dollars, as well as giving access to government officials, office space and equipment authorised for the taxpayer-funded transition teams of the winner. Meanwhile, Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, one of Trump's closest allies, opened a cabinet meeting on Sunday by congratulating Biden, a former vice president and longtime senator. The United States became the first nation worldwide since the pandemic began to surpass 10 million coronavirus infections, according to a tally on Sunday, as the third wave of the COVID-19 virus surges across the nation. The grim milestone came on the same day as coronavirus cases globally exceeded 50 million. The US has reported about a million cases in the past 10 days, the highest rate of infections since the nation reported its first case in Washington state 293 days ago. The country reported a record 131,420 cases on Saturday and has reported over 100,000 infections four times in the past seven days. The latest US reported seven-day average is more than the combined average for India and France, two of the worst affected countries in Asia and Europe. More than 237,000 Americans have died of COVID-19 since the illness first emerged in China late last year. The Midwest remains the hardest-hit region based on the most cases per capita, with North Dakota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, Iowa and Nebraska the top five worst-affected U.S. states. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Please subscribe, rate and review us at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news daily. This is Peter. And this is Tom. We want to tell you guys a little bit about our podcast. Tom and I met in college, became best friends and then teachers almost 20 years ago. Sometimes school just does not allow us to elaborate on the topics that we find interesting, like the real shark attacks that inspired the movie Jaws, or the real historical context to Indiana Jones artifacts. Where does cereal come from? 
or are zombies real? Does Ben Franklin really deserve to be on a $100 bill? On our podcast, just like in our class, there are no stupid questions. Just two friends having a lighthearted conversation about history, pop culture, and the context of current events. Listen to History Teachers Talking Podcast from Evergreen Network, anywhere you get your podcasts.